I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey y'all, welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, August 23rd. Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. So obviously this is the first podcast in two weeks. Thank you for bearing with me while I went on my honeymoon long-awaited COVID-free honeymoon. So <laughs> it was very nice, but ready to get back to normal life. And that starts with this week's podcast. So this week, we'll be talking about baseball, football, both college football and the NFL, golf, and Olympic sports. Last night, Detroit Tigers first baseman Miguel Cabrera hit his 500th home run of his career. This makes him only the 28th player in MLB history to do so. That home run actually led to tie the game against the Blue Jays, and the Tigers went on to win 5-3 to three in extra innings. Cabrera is the first Tiger to ever make the list of over 500 home runs, and he has been in the league for 19 seasons. He played with the Marlins for four years and has been with the Tigers ever since. So congratulations, Miguel. The Baltimore Orioles have lost their 18th straight game when they lost to the Braves on Sunday. This is the longest skid since 2005 by the Kansas City Royals, and they're actually nearing their own record of 21 losses in a row, which is the American League record and their franchise record set in 1988. Hopefully they can play the Angels well tomorrow. The Milwaukee Brewers have a new investor and it's NBA's MVP, the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. This is becoming kind of a trend between sports stars. Kansas City Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes also invested in the Royals, and Kevin Durant has also invested in other sports franchises as well. 
Let's go ahead and take a minute to do an MLB standings update. The regular season ends on October 3rd, so I will have the standings every week in the blog. I won't always report on them in the podcast, but let's go ahead and do that now. The American League is led by the Rays, then the Astros, followed by the Yankees and the White Sox, which are tied. And the National League is led by the Giants, then the Dodgers, and then the Brewers. So the National League is... Those three teams are significantly ahead of the next three and the rest of the league, whereas the American League is a much tighter race with six teams over 70 wins. It's my favorite time of year, y'all. College football season begins this weekend. Technically, it's called week zero because not a lot of teams play, but we still have some going on. And college game day will be back on Saturday for the Alcorn State versus NC Central game. The AP poll has put out their preseason rankings. 18 of the top 25 in the preseason rankings were teams that were ranked in the final ranking of last season. And I want to go ahead and roll my eyes audibly for you as Penn State, LSU, Wisconsin, and Oregon are all in the preseason rankings when they all had mediocre years last year. And here is why. Oregon, I can at least understand, as they at least had a winning record. They were 4-2. and two. They only played six games. But to put them at number 11 is pretty high, in my opinion. But I don't disagree, necessarily, that they should be ranked. However, LSU and Wisconsin both had tied records. Neither one had a winning record. LSU went 5-5. Five and five. Wisconsin went 3-3. Three and three. And just to make matters worse, Penn State had a losing record of four and five. Now, before I get too worked up, to put this in perspective, 10 of the teams in last year's preseason rankings didn't even finish in the top 25, and four of those were the ones I mentioned. So do preseason rankings really mean anything? You know, that's arguable. The Big Ten and the ACC have announced that they will force teams to forfeit games if they cannot play due to COVID reasons. This is one of many conferences to come out with a policy announcement. But if ACC teams are unable to play both of them, they will both be credited as a loss in conference play. The Big Ten wasn't as harsh. It would be considered a no contest. However, if multiple teams are going for the championship, then it's considered a loss if you had to forfeit due to COVID reasons. This can have huge championship game implications. This is the conference's way of saying, hey, better go get your kids vaccinated. It's not going to be required, but we highly, highly encourage it. Moving along to golf. So the PGA Tour season ends with what's called the FedEx Cup playoffs. That is three tournaments that basically determines who the champion of the season was. And the first tournament of those playoffs was this weekend called the Northern Trust. And as much as I'd love to tell you who won, I can't because it's actually currently going on right now due to the final round being postponed because of tropical depression or tropical storm, whatever it is now, Henri, that then pushed the final round to be played today. John Rahm and Cameron Smith are tied for the lead after the third round at a score of 16 under. And Cameron Smith was one birdie putt away from shooting a 59. And it was heartbreaking because it was such a close putt. 
So we've had golf tournaments end on Monday before. However, this one's more important as, again, it's a playoff and determines who wins the entire season. And not only that, but because of the weather that we had roll in, the PGA Tour had to change its own policies. So normally, or before this, the PGA Tour requires a tournament to end on Monday, even if you don't get the full round in. However, they did change that due to the importance of this exact tournament. So for the first time, we could see a PGA Tour tournament end on a Tuesday if needed. That policy was in place because it does make the next week super complicated. So next week is the BMW Championship, which the top 70 FedEx Cup point earners get to go and play in that tournament. And for the guys that are still playing in the Northern Trust, if they play on Tuesday and don't get to go down to Baltimore until Wednesday, well, Wednesday is a pro-am, so they may not get a practice round at all before they start play on Thursday. So the weather is kind of adding some last minute, last of the season drama in the world of golf. So even though the Olympics are over, the Paralympics begin on Tuesday and they run through September 5th. For Team USA, we have Melissa Stockwell and Chuck Aoki as our flag bearers and opening ceremonies starts tomorrow. Track athletes did not have a lot of time off after the Tokyo Games. The Prefontaine Classic was this weekend, and to put it lightly, it was amazing. <laughs> um, the field, we saw at least one podium finisher in Tokyo running, if not all three, and it was highly entertaining. We finally got the matchup we were supposed to have in Tokyo of Sakari Richardson versus well, basically the Jamaican sweep of the podium from Tokyo in the 100-meter dash. And frankly, Richardson got her ass kicked. The Jamaicans finished in the exact order that they finished in in Tokyo, and Richardson finished dead last. But we still went on and interviewed her, which she said some colorful language on national television and said that we need to not counter out. This is not the last time we will see her. Now, should you really counter out no, she has had a month off and a month long ban, basically. And so she didn't train, didn't run. And she'd been dealing with obviously the ban and the backlash from all of that happened before Tokyo. So do I really think that this race shows that she can't compete? No, I don't. But I also think she should stop running her mouth and keep the running on the track. A thing Mo continued to dominate in the women's 800-meter dash, setting a new American record with a time of 155.04. She absolutely destroyed the field. And Noah Lyles, which is the leading American for the 200-meter in men's, looked much more like himself, running a almost PR, a new meet record, and a world-leading time of 19.52, which would have taken gold in Tokyo. So since I was gone, let's go ahead and do a final Tokyo Olympic medal count. So the United States brought home the most total Olympic medals with 113, China behind them with 88, and Japan with 58. And golds, the United States only took home 39, which was one more than China at 38. The home nation took home 27. The Philippines won its first ever gold medal in the Olympics, thanks to Hidalian Diaz in women's weightlifting. 
San Marino, a tiny country in Europe, had the most medals per capita with a Olympic medal for every 11,310 people. They brought home three medals. The youngest Olympians competing in this games were 12 years old, and the oldest Olympian was an Australian equestrian rider, Mary Anna, at 66. This was also the most expensive Olympics on record, costing $20 billion. The postponement was estimated to be responsible for about $6 billion of that. So the next Summer Olympics will be in Paris in 2024, but we only have to wait a couple of months before you hear the Olympic hymn again because the Beijing Winter Games of 2022 will begin on February 4th. That concludes what went on over the last week, maybe two since I was gone. And now let's talk about what to watch this upcoming week. Obviously, the MLB baseball season continues. However, also there is the Little League World Series, which began on the 19th and finishes this Sunday. The semifinals will be on ABC on Saturday and the final on Sunday. As I mentioned, college football begins this weekend, and there's four games televised, two of which I'm going to hit on. Nebraska at Illinois is at noon on Fox, and Hawaii at UCLA at 2.30 on ESPN. If you're confused why you keep seeing NFL teams playing on TV, that's because it's preseason and this week is actually the last week for preseason games. Those will begin Friday, run through Saturday, and will end on Sunday with the Browns at the Falcons at 7 p.m. on NBC. The FedEx Cup playoffs will continue this weekend with the BMW Championship starting on Thursday and running through Sunday as well as we have the conclusion of the Northern Trust today and hopefully not tomorrow, but also possibly tomorrow. The Northern Trust will be shown on CBS, while the BMW Championship will be shown on NBC. As I mentioned previously, the Tokyo Paralympics begin tomorrow with the opening ceremonies at 6 a.m. They'll also replay again in the primetime slot. So also be on the lookout for all those types of sports that are happening this week. Swimming, rugby, track and field, cycling, table tennis, and all of that. For more details, check out the blog. We also have two Diamond League meets in the world of track and field this week. One in Switzerland and the other in Paris. With the start of the college school year, we obviously have the start of college sports, including soccer. And I'm going to hit on women's soccer because we've got two major matchups this week. On Saturday, we have number nine, Texas A&M versus number seven, Clemson at 7 p.m. on SEC Network. And on Sunday, we have number 18, Vanderbilt versus number six, Duke at 2 p.m. on SEC Network. And that's it for me this week. So if you have more questions or you want to know what other games are on, like the MLB and the MLS, which I didn't really hit on, Please check out the blog, thegirlfriendsguidetosports.com. Hope to see y'all next week.